Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A huge thank you to Neon, our favorite New Zealand streaming service, for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another wonderful episode of Culture Vulture. Liv, how are you? Yeah, no, not too bad. Happy to be here. Always love coming into the studio. Oh, I know. It feels like a novelty after being in lockdown for a while. Absolutely does. It's the only time of my week where I actually leave the house for work, so definitely a treat. But yeah, Luz, how are you? I'm good. I'm real stoked about um, how many people. (laughs) She's saying, are you? And we're going to tell you in a second about why I might not be that good. Um, But I am good because I'm stoked on how the Taylor Swift episodes went. Um, You guys love them and I... I'm obsessed because they were so fun to record. Oh, they were so... I think that was my favourite podcast Same. so far. Yeah. We just, like... I feel like we didn't have to look at notes. We were just sort of like... Lucy was in a daze, <laughs> I was honestly. in a fever dream. Fever dream <laughs> and the it entire get, time. It gets nice and hot in the studio. So, like, often we actually are in fever dreams. <laughs> we are, absolutely. Liv, tell me, darling, what describes your week? Thank you for calling me darling. I That's know. Nice. You are my darling. Yeah. Um, what describes my week? Well... A roller coaster, and 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 why? Because <laughs> so um, emotionally a little bit, mm. but also physically. We actually went to Rainbow's End, which is this hilarious. It's like Auckland a Walmart version. dream world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so it's, it's like, like a theme, theme park, park in New Zealand. But it was so fucking funny because we had to book a slot, so us and a few friends went, and there were four rides open, and we only went on two of those rides, <laughs> but just like over and over and over, <laughs> literally like the bumper boats and this thing called the Gold Rush, which you can't even call a roller coaster. No, but honestly, how how good were the fucking bumper boats, though? Oi, like, so good. Bring back bumper boats. Bring I don't know back. if they ever went away. No. But like, also, it was really funny because it was like our first outing where we needed to have the COVID passport. Oh, God. And honestly, like, we knew we needed it, but we went there without being prepared with it. And and let this be a notice to all of you, download the COVID passport before you go anywhere that you might need it because it's really easy to get. However, we hadn't got it, so we were standing in the blistering heat, like on our fucking phones, like downloading. Honestly, it. you will thank yourselves. I had to ring my flatmate who was still at home, being like, "Can you go onto my computer and send me a picture of my passport?" No, honestly, <laughs> so ridiculous. it was chaos, but it was worth it. And roller coaster is a great thing to describe. Yeah. Are we? What about you? Like, I don't want to be dramatic, but the the line that's been like on repeat in my head since Saturday is is from the ten minute version of All Too Well, and it goes. Um, and did the twin flame bruise paint you blue? Oh <laughs> my god! This is dramatic. Huh? Yeah, the, no, this is good though. Oh, <laughs> mic drop. Oh no! <laughs> it just says the line. I'm out. <laughs> it is dramatic, but it's because on Saturday after the aforementioned Rainbow's End trip. We came back to our house and just were having a few beers outside and one of our friends was passing 
literally was throwing a beer to another one of our friends and um, the beer somehow hit me straight in the eye and now I am like sporting this like shiner, this big black eye, which I've never had a black eye No, before. honestly, she, like it was it was so stupid. Like, you know, when you're sat there, like, why did that just happen? Yes. Or like, I just turn around and I see this Corona bottle just hit Lucy literally square in the face and everyone just like freezes and is like, oh my God. And like, <laughs> honestly, this huge, huge lump just appeared. And but she's... it didn't ruin the night, did it? No. Got, honestly, got a brave. couple of ibuprofens, a bit of uh, frozen shit on my face. and we were I know, everyone gets into their mum roles, like, right, let me yes. look after you. And yeah. everyone sort of crowded around and I was like, I I just need to think. I don't need to cry. I just need to yeah. think. <laughs> now, it's just dawned on me that we haven't actually told the people, the wonderful listeners, what we're talking about today. So today we are discussing Harry Styles and the celebrity beauty brand. And this came off the back of a conversation that me and Liv were having about the fact that Harry Styles and Billie Eilish both released sort of beauty brands or a fragrance in Billie Eilish's case last week and we sort of thought like you know on the back of Kylie Swim and how kind of appalling that was like should we talk about the integrity or like the kind of capitalizing off of your own brand and like you know how all these celebrities start beauty brands and some of them are shit and some of them are for good good reason so that's like the crux of today's chat but First of all, Liv is going to take us away with Naughty or Nice. Liv, what do you have for me this week? Okay, well, we are absolutely going to start off with Adele. Um, You know, we did do a whole episode on her a few weeks back, so if you want to go listen, then absolutely do. But obviously, her album 30 came out, very much highly anticipated Mm. by the public. Everyone? Yeah. Um, And it's not like what I expected. Neither. And I don't want to jump to say underwhelmed because Mm. it might be a grower and not a shower. It might. But she'll be happy to hear that. (laughs) Like, there's some gorgeous songs, like the one for her son. um, Yeah, that that one's beautiful. The first first song, Strangers by Nature, I thought was such a beautiful opener to Mm. the album. It was very different. Like, old school fairy tale, like as Mm -hmm. though you're about to go watch Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Um, That sort of like beautiful harmonies. Yeah. She's got some really amazing old school like jazz and blues and like gorgeous music um, and genre coming through. That's not how you describe it. She's got gorgeous music and also genre. Influences. Influences. Us like um, music critics over here. Like really good music and both genre (laughs) as well coming through. And notes. A lot of them. And and a lot of notes. And also some lyrics. Yeah, oh my God, those (laughs) lyrics. (laughs) In every song. No, but we I was expecting, I think the reason I say underwhelmed is because I well, first of all, I love Adele as a person. I'm not the biggest Adele music fan, but I was expecting more piano ballads like what we've heard from her in the past. And I think because she sort of took a bit of a different route, would you say? Yeah, a bit of a different route. To be honest, the piano ballads were my least favourite mm. in the in the record. I, I liked, like, there were little bits of, like, beautiful music um, with the interlude All Night Parking, which is very um, Amy Winehouse. Mm. It was very, like, Take the Box, if anyone's heard mm. Frank. Like, she, Adele apparently loved Frank, which is... And her and Amy went to the same school, Yeah, they both went to Brit school, so it was, like, very much that 
few years in London, I think they were sort of on the same scene. Yeah, very formative. And yeah, I can hear a lot of that in there. Um, Also, Oh My God is very Yebba to me. I literally was listening to it and I was like, this sounds so, especially Yebba's album that she's just released, which I would definitely recommend listening to. It's Mm. beautiful. That one also had to grow on me. Yeah. I think it's because I'm such an instant gratification person. Yeah. That you, I you feel like really punchy. good when I let them, um, like when I, they warm up and I keep yeah. giving them like opportunities to yeah. show themselves exactly. to me. But um, I, yeah, yeah, but I, I do feel like, because I, I feel, find that with Yebra as well, it took me a little bit to get into it. But you know, like when you listen to music and it's a little bit more complex. Mm. It's like with Frank Ocean or anything like that. You know, there's a lot of layers and it does take you a wee while to even, like, be able to differentiate the songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like with Adele's album, it's not that. Like, And also, me, actually, I, I was about to say I probably listened to it on shuffle, but you can't actually do that because Adele didn't want us to be able to. Well, you can listen on Shuffle, but they've just taken it off as the... Like, default. Yeah, default. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, I was actually looking for, like, the Shuffle button because that's how, I mean... It's kind of a metaphor for my life. Everything's fucking chaotic and I don't do anything in order. It's just whatever I feel like at the time. But I was looking for how to shuffle before I read the press release or like the tweets. Oh, that's so interesting. So you were like, what the fuck? I was literally like, what the fuck? Have I updated my Spotify and it's just a bug? And then it turns out Adele was like, no, like we write these in order for a reason. Listen to them in order for a reason. Which every musician is like, I fucking order these for you. Like, and everyone just goes in and. Someone emailed me being like, I did not realize that artists actually thought. About the, about the order, order. yeah, like, yeah, they're like perfectionists. I'll oh think my about god, everything. everything, every single thing. Yeah, I just found that I think she's just lost a lot of the rawness that she had in Twenty One. Like to me, Twenty One, it was pretty much all piano ballads, mm. which um, I can see why people don't gravitate towards that sort of music. But it was a very like authentic. It wasn't, although they were full of love songs and whatever, there weren't, like, a shitload of cliches in her lyrics. Like, everything was quite clever. It was, you can just tell when something is from the gut, I feel. Mm. And I'm not saying that this isn't from the gut. Obviously, she's had this horrific divorce and she's been through so much and she's singing about it and a lot of it is really amazing. But I just find, personally, that her lyrics let her down. I just feel like there's so many, like, cliches. There's not much to, like, unpack. Like, it's all just very... Obvious, and I think she's going for like a very honest approach. Mm, I think that might happen when people get happy because you said the same thing about the latest Lord album, whereas I liked it because, um, like, you can tell when they're in a different state of mind, and I listened to it like knowing where they are in their state of mind. Yeah, but Adele was in the depths of depression in this album. Yeah, I know, but like she was also like paying a bit of a tribute to her son who's obviously the light of her life and like I think it it comes down to that like tortured artist trope like do we expect them to continually give us these like heart-wrenching you know, like, yeah. dips into their souls. I see what you're saying. I know what you mean. I and just, you also, you love lyrics. Yeah, I just feel like they're not as clever. than like, Yeah, I don't mm. know. I, I And I think that she lives in LA now. She, you know, you, I was watching old videos of her back on her 19 mm. tour. And, like, she's almost, like, a completely different person. Like, she's fucking cool now. She was fucking yeah. cool then, whatever. But, like, I feel like she's, you know, when you're taken out of that, your kind of natural 
environment of making music and then you're put somewhere else like obviously it's gonna change the way mm. that you approach things and I don't know just the gleam of Hollywood would be really difficult to like be totally adverse to yeah like not to compare it to Ed Sheeran we're not yeah, comparing it no, to Ed Sheeran but no no if like you it's still a good album a magnified version of yeah, that exactly of what you're discussing right yeah. now certainly go and listen to our Ed Sheeran um album uh album <laughs> our covers <laughs> go on listen to our Ed Sheeran episode but no I agree I think I think often they can look when they're less three-dimensional they can seem like lackluster yeah but sometimes I look for that in songs and I think it's like also what you're looking for at the oh, time oh absolutely However, I do find this album underwhelming and I think a little bit has to do with the lyrics so I do agree with you yeah so but if anyone else you know tell us what you think if it was your favourite Adele album then let us know also the interviewer from Australia oh my god yeah so that's my next story also before we talk about a shit interviewer go and listen to um, Zane Lowe talk to Adele about her album 30 who's so, an amazing interviewer what about this is naughty or nice oh yeah well, nice. So, like, what's your question for me? What, did you just want to put the story in without framing it? In no, no, no. Way? I wanted to know whether you liked the album or not. Oh. Um, I definitely thought it was a nice album. It wasn't a naughty album, but slightly underwhelming. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, and then we have got Matt Doran, who is the host of Australia's Weekend Sunrise, was reportedly suspended for two weeks from Channel 7 for failing to listen to Adele's new album before flying halfway across the world to interview her. Adele had to ask him what he thought about the album. I'm guessing because she kind of got the, the vibe. The She's vibe not that, dumb. No, not at all. And he told her that he hadn't actually listened to it. He'd listened to Easy On Me. So this was before the album was released. And apparently Adele was quite offended and walked off the the set but also people have said that she didn't blah 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 there's a bit of contention yeah so there. i saw that he got sent the album and yeah. the email and he didn't open it yeah so he said he didn't see it come through but it's like bro you're on a plane for like what almost 20 hours yeah who do you think you are as an interviewer that you're better like it's almost like do you think you're gonna fool her into like i'm I've been allocated 30 minutes when Australia's usually only allocated 10 minutes and I'm going to do it without even listening to the album. Like, I don't know. Apparently he's a bit of a dick. Oh, really? Also, they paid a million dollars to be able to stream, um, like, her one night only and this interview. Yeah, and and, and she's she's revoked the rights to having it aired. Yeah, I definitely thought, how the hell did that happen? Like, he said... That this is an excerpt from news.com.au, um, and he said that he was mortified and equivocally apologetic. He said that he'd been sent a e-copy of the new album but somehow missed it while flying to London, called it the most important email he has ever missed. He said when he sat down to interview Adele, I was totally unaware that I'd been emailed a preview of her unreleased album. Um, I have since discovered it was sent to me, blah, 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 blah. Um, this was an oversight, not a deliberate snub. So, like... I think, like, everyone has, like, shat on him for this. And, like, kind of rightly so. It's obviously his job. Like, he's an interviewer going to interview one of the most famous celebrities. Like, you would think that he would have double-checked whether he would have got sent the... Like, and he shouldn't be interviewing her without listening to it anyway. Well, that's the thing. It's like, would... If you were flying across the world to interview Adele in a, like... In a time slot that not many people get, yeah. would you not have just thought, oh, I'd like to listen to the album or, like, 
Did he not write his own questions and want to talk about the album? It just made me... But it was actually pretty horrific reading some of the comments. Like, people on Facebook and things like that. Like, people were just, like, going into him. Like, we don't know what was happening in his life. This is me playing devil's advocate. But I think, like, we can't just be... Can't just totally assume that it's because he... I don't think it would be because he thought he was too good to listen to the album like that's just crazy to me yeah I I don't know if he was in in a but if that hard of a time in his life I don't think he'd be getting on a plane to so like maybe he suffers from like bad anxiety or whatever like it fucks with you right like I I just think people are very quick to be like this guy's the fucking devil for not listening to like but you also have a job, right? You wouldn't want to go into an interview like extremely unprepared. I think rega- like I think he re- just doesn't deserve like the crazy online hate. Oh that yeah, is happening I mean right we now. know that you shouldn't be hating people online. Yeah. I also just think though, like it's an art, and he's in a real privileged position to be able to go and do that. I don't think completely just like making all these excuses for him that we also don't know are true is like that yeah. helpful in this conversation. I also think Adele has every right to be like... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, I definitely think so. I think I was just taken aback by, like, how awful people were being... Like, yeah. you know... Yeah, and so, yeah. I mean, like, we say Sometimes every, we give the benefit of the doubt to people. Like, I don't know. It, we say yeah. on this mic every week, like, just don't hate on people online. I don't think the people that are listening to this are the people that need to hear that. But um, that interviewer, in my eyes, is naughty, and Adele is nice for... You know, standing up for herself and being like, if you haven't listened to it and you're coming to interview me, then, like... You're wasting my time. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, definitely. Also, the money that would have gone into, like, taking him over there. Oh, he's going to go deep. Like, the environment for the plane ride over there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, stupid. So fucking stupid. So dumb. But, yeah. Anyway. Third naughty or nice is there has been a Pete Davidson dildo come onto the market. So here's an exquisite title from Indie 100. A Pete Davidson dildo exists that gyrates when he appears on screen. So for those of you like me who didn't exactly know what gyrate was, um, its definition is to move or cause to move rapidly in a circle or spiral. So infer that how you will. Um, So the adult entertainment website Cam Soda is releasing this sex toy inspired by Pete that is going to have tattoos all over it. This is a quote from the president of that company. So he said, Pete doesn't have to be locked down with just Kim. We can all share a piece of the SNL stud and get to know him more intimately. As Pete graces people's television screens on Saturday Night Live, he is permanently plastered across their timelines on Instagram with girls fawning all over him. They can sync their smart dildos, aka tally dildonics, to his appearance on SNL. Now, they did the exact same thing with Cousin Greg from Succession, and I wrote a big explainer of, like, Tally Dildonics in the morning So you were Tally Dildonics um, I'm, a, I'm expert. a pro. Yeah. No, I'm not an expert at anything, but, like, <laughs> I would but buy I the Cousin pro, Greg yeah. one. Maybe not the Pete Davidson one, but I think, like, is it Cam Soda? Because mm-hmm. it's the same company just doing it for all these people. Low-key, they're onto a winner. Like, they're yeah, striking well every It's fucking hilarious. Well. It's so funny, like... Low-key, if someone got me that for Christmas, I'd be stoked. That's hilarious. I just want to see it in action. I just want to write about it. I just leave it. it over there and look at it. Honestly, we can do a live culture vulture, like, testing Review, it out. Review, no. Like, scrolling through our feeds and seeing what happens. Oh, God. No, we won't. For you guys, we won't do that. No. And just know it was on the cards until right now. And we've decided not to 
do it. That's what we had it planned. That's very naughty, but in a nice kind yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah, sexy naughty. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. And this story is Greta Gerwig is writing the script for Disney's live remake of Snow White. So I put this in here because we have a whole episode on, you know, leaving things as they mm-hmm. are sort of thing. Like, do we need a live remake of Snow White. But I thought it was interesting because Greta is the director of the amazing film Lady Bird and also directed Little Woman that you can actually see on Neon. Yeah, I um, didn't even realise it was on Neon. And yeah. then when you were talking about it, I really wanted to watch it again because, fuck, it's good. It's and I saw it was on Neon. I was like, sweet. So, Loki, y'all should go sign up. Yeah, it's a glorious film. So oh. that's why I was sort of like, this is interesting because she's obviously... Amazing. Mm. But then Lin-Manuel did In the Heights, which just was not like Hamilton. So I'm no. sort of like, oh, sometimes your legacy does not carry through. I know, exactly. <laughs> and the guy that's directing it is the guy that directed um, 500 Days of Summer. Okay. And then the people from oh. La La Land uh, oh. doing a lot of the music. Okay. So, you know, relatively good team. So is that naughty or nice? Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued. I'm going to put that in nice. Now. I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna put that in nice. Um, okay, last one. Oh which, wait, things yeah. that should have been left as without a sequel. Do you know what I'm about to say? What the morning show? Oh guys, if any of you guys watched the morning show, I just feel like we need to slip into here how like awful season two was oh, and honestly. how bad the season finale was. Yeah, we finished it last night yes. and it. <sighs> It just declined throughout the season. Like yeah. maybe it was a big meta thing because it was about how UBA's like viewership was declining. True. And they were like, so Let's maybe actually do this in real life. Not a good financial decision, but no, but like really cool for sort of some new interactive. Oh my like, god! Watching. Yeah, but it was oh messy, yeah. muddied the storylines. It honestly. Yeah. It sucked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No other words for it. Go, darling, give me your fourth. <laughs> okay, so the last one is The Simpsons. It's Smithers' first gay storyline. So Waylon Smithers has finally found love, and his romantic interest is Michael DeGraft, a famous fashion designer. I love this story because I love The Simpsons, and... Uh, Smithers is way too good for Mr. Burns. Oh my god, way too good Let's for Mr. Burns. Let's just get that on record right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, the episode description says that Smithers finds true love with a famous fashion designer, but will his new relationship destroy Springfield? Oh. Um, so Smithers came out in 2016, um, but we all sort of knew that he was into Mr. Burns Smithers, from the get-go. you are so good at turning me on. <laughs> Do you episode it's yes. like for anyone that hasn't seen it he's like trying to load his computer and the wi-fi is real slow and like the way his computer turns on it's like a naked photo of mr Burns. oh my god i've actually yes. talked about this on the shit show and it's really weird that this has come up twice, twice. like it's a huge story in the news oh, not, honestly <laughs> um but this is actually the first gay relationship that will be explored on the simpsons which to me is fucking crazy yeah like that's not really it. That That's it's 2021. It. Behind the times. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, it's going to be written by longtime series writer Rob Lezebnik, who was inspired to write Smithers' original coming out episode by his son, Johnny. And they ended up writing the episode together, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I think that's fucking cool. Yeah, it's it's so, so that's nice. That's nice, isn't it? That's nice. Nice, but also naughty that The Simpsons haven't had a game. I mean, 
But it's not that they haven't had gay characters, yeah. just not the gay relationship but on the, screen. Yeah, but that's wild. It's a bit weird for representation, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. But Absolutely. Look, if you look at um, South Park, I mean, the this, this Simpsons could be a lot worse. Yeah, well, no, that's true. That is true. We do we do love The Simpsons every now and then. Um, Lucy, can you tell us about our main topic today? I can, but not before we hear from our wonderful sponsors. So you guys heard me discover live on mic that Pen15 is on Neon and it's literally my all-time favourite show. So now Neon has my two favourite shows, Pen15 and Succession, and there's really no excuse for you not signing up because there's also a 14-day free trial. Absolutely, Liz. Honestly, like, I saw that they had sex in the city, and I, okay, I did say that I'm not huge on the movies, but the TV show is one of my favourite sort of go-to comfort shows. Mm. So that's really fucking exciting. And they're getting the new reboot. Like, Neon is getting the reboot, and we have to watch it. Yes, that's so fucking cool. I also... I liked the movies and I kind of want to watch them again. But I want to ask you, who do you reckon me and you are in Sex and the City? Okay. I've been thinking about this, actually. And I think that you're a combination. I think we've both got a bit of Miranda in us. Yeah. But you're slightly more Samantha and I'm slightly more Carrie. Okay. Yeah. I love I was about to say to you main character energy, but there's four main characters. So, like, anyone that you picked, it would have been. In case you haven't noticed, Neon is our favourite New Zealand-based streaming service. It's got literally everything you want, and I've said it once, I'll say it again. You can get a 14-day free trial, and then you'll be hooked, I promise. Oh, you absolutely will be. And none of this would actually be possible without Neon. Like, it really wouldn't be. So, thank you so much, Neon. You're fucking great. We love you, Neon. Right, so let's talk about Harry Styles and the Celebrity Beauty brand. Now, Liv, I, and I know you, are like not that much into the beauty world. Like we don't really follow um, beauty YouTube or like, no, we're just not that across the beauty world. But something that I definitely am across is sort of the celebrity world and And standoms. And standom and kind of like, where business meets standards. Yes, so this super interesting. These stories don't often like get get past me. And this week there was two stories that just absolutely couldn't. One, Billie Eilish releasing her fragrance called Eilish. And two, Harry Styles releasing his beauty brand pleasing. Now we knew that Harry Styles it's a great name. Mm, I pleasing. Know, I, I think know, that's yeah. I know. Clever. And I almost wonder, you're about to hear why I wonder this, but I wonder yeah. if it was like Inspired by New Zealand. And I'll tell you why in a second. So when you Harry <laughs> there's always a New Zealand theory. No, there's always like always. somehow to relate it back to like it was obviously Us. about me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Gemma. You know. Oh. Also, yeah, today Gemma Styles messaged us with a mundane poll idea. Um she a said, really good one at is that. Is it is it push ups or is it press ups? So, and I say both. Yeah. We sort of that's a fucking good one though, eh? Yeah. Anyway, like they're obsessed with us, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, so we knew that Harry was getting ready to launch um, something after a Twitter fan account, because fans can just literally do anything, Sniff discovered that the singer had registered a new business under the name Pleased As Holdings. And the reason I think it's New Zealand, because when I went overseas, no one else said, like, sweet as, cool as, that sick as. Like, no one finishes sentences with as like when you're in america no oh no no one so the the fact that it's called pleased as pleased as holdings is like that's really really random does he have ties to new zealand though like a song called kiwi true i know 
Anyway, so please, Daz Holdings. Like, I'm sorry, but nowhere else is, like, sweet as, please, Daz. Anyway, I could be wrong. It's happened once or twice. After much speculation about what the line would sort of entail, it was actually primarily nail polish, like nail polish sets, nail polish colours, but also like a two-in-one eye gel and matte lip oil pen and an illuminating serum. So basically for Harry, I'm kind of into this because it's like he has really, we know, walked the line of like masculine and feminine and he has really embraced like wearing makeup and especially like wearing rings and wearing nail polish. Like it's very on brand for him. It's a like gender neutral brand. The first drop um, is going to be partnering with a nonprofit called Nest, which supports the responsible growth and creative engagement of the artisan and maker economy to build a world of greater gender equity and economic inclusion. So every mm. drop they're going to partner with a new person and they have like a um, whole like clause about doing better and like trying to make as little footprint as yeah. possible while doing it because you can't really make a brand in this day and age without being conscious. Which is great because yeah. fucking hell, like when I first heard about, you know, Harry releasing the beauty brand, the beauty brand, I was sort of like, does really? the world need more fucking beauty oh, brands? No. But the thing is, this is actually pretty groundbreaking in terms of like gender fluidity. Yeah. And I think that he does... You know, that is actually a very relevant sort of thing that he's trying to promote here, which isn't just himself, his face, and his money, right? Exactly. It's like it's got integrity. It's like with Fenty mm, and, you know, how that really pushed the beauty industry to be much more inclusive in terms of shades of foundation and, um, you know, everything like that. And I feel like Harry is in that rare position to... Like, have such a fan base. To- and he respects the fact that his fans come to his concert for the inclusivity and for the safe space. And, you know, he 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 respects them. It's not like he's going to sell something that he knows is shit. And I also think that because we don't actually know about his sexuality or anything, like, it's quite a powerful position to be in in terms of being, like, any man yeah. rather than... Just like anyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just, every part of his life is just fluid and he's just like fucking rolling. There's no with it, labels. There's just, yeah. yeah expression. So, so in Dazed Magazine, they did a big profile and one of the lines was the lustrous finish of the plant based nail polish was created to mimic the iridescence of pearls, which is he often wears pearls. Styles said his team have created the pleasing line with the lightest possible footprint in mind using post consumer plastics and compostable paper printed with bio-sourced inks. Harry said, we also totally understand that we are putting more product into the world, so if we're going to do that, then we have to do it the right way. I also think that what this can become is so much more than just products you can buy. I think it's about giving and giving back. I am blessed to have fans who are so supportive of me, who believe in freedom, and who have created this safe space for each other. Pleasing is really for them. That feeling of community is kind of what we would like pleasing to reflect. And we're going to get into a whole, I'm going to give you a list of like some of the wildest celebrity brands and you can just see the difference between someone that respects the shit out of their fans and wants to make things for them Mm -hmm. rather than someone that's just trying to make money off them exactly being like i know you want to be like me so like here's 
the shit to do so and fucking spend your money while you're at it. Exactly. Now, when we come to Billie Eilish's, hers is, and kind of, um, it's just kind of fitting with the era she's in. Yeah. Hers is a bit more traditional, a bit more classic. You know, it's that classic become a celebrity, release a perfume. Mm. And and I'm going to, like, very shortly just go into a brief history of particularly perfumes and celebrities. But Billy released a sweet but woodsy and musky scent that she describes as mentally sexy and like a sexy marshmallow. <laughs> mentally <laughs> sexy, not just physically sexy. She said she was tracing this idea of, like, an ambery colour and a dark brown caramelised Thing. I wanted to feel cozy, almost like the word November, the brown word and month, almost like tree bark. The inspiration for the campaign was an appreciation for the human body. It's really about embracing yourself, being confident and loving how you look. And if you've seen the bottle, it's like a beautiful like bodice. Mm. It's, it's quite it's nice. It's very fitting on the vein that she's sort of in at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And I also don't think we can be too naive and like not talk about the fact that they've done this right before Christmas, both of them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not a hot take, but it's true, isn't it's it? It's not a hot take, but yeah, that's the thing. We do have to be conscious. I mean, like, you know, we're talking about probably two of some of our favourite celebrities. Yes. And it's so easy to just be like, yeah, but we love them. So everything they do, like, is fucking solid gold, which just, like, isn't the case yet. Yeah, obviously, Harry Styles has beautiful purpose behind the brand and whatever. But at the end of the day, like, it's raking in a shitload of money. Like, beauty industry yeah. has really, really high margins. Yeah. Um, it's lucrative. Oh, it's so lucrative if, if done right. So it's yeah. like you actually you sort of have to have integrity to then make the money, but you're still making the money. Mm. Now, Liv, growing up, I wore Beyonce. I know you yes. wore Beyonce slash wear Beyonce. I wore Taylor Swift. I even wore One Direction's perfume. I know that Ruby wore Rihanna and our other friend Laura wore Nicki Minaj and Britney Spears. Well, because it was like you'd go to the fucking warehouse or some shit and, like, you know, it was either by a good perfume for 100 bucks, or buy one of these celebrity ones for 30 and Yeah, like, or it was like there was so much choice that the only way you knew what to choose was yes, a celebrity was you liked. Face. And then, yeah, I fucking rocked Beyonce heat for so long. I and love then, it. Yeah, but it's no longer I selling know. the one that I want, which is real sad. And, to... like, the thing is, they didn't smell bad. No. It's just funny that it was, like... It was just, like, bought... quite sweet and accessible and, like, you we know... so many celebrity perfumes. And, oh, my God, like, Taylor Swift's one brings me back to a point in time like I whenever I smell it nostalgia just rears its head I know so I'm gonna give a bit of a history of the celebrity beauty brand then I'm gonna give some of the wildest and just like just some of the celebrities that have gone and done this particularly Mm. like goop I don't really go that far into goop but I just was reading about some of the Uh, yeah I feel like we can't really talk about this without slightly touching on goop exactly and then Liv is gonna go into like why celebrities do this why it's so lucrative like why we want it and like I'm kind of excited to just get into it so I'm not gonna go as far back as like I don't know ancient history but and on my radar the first like you know beautiful people people that started like beauty trends you think of like Cleopatra and her like eye looks and like Elizabeth I had real pale face and red hair and you know like they those those were like the beauty trends Mm. if they were trends like way back when but I kind of want to start more like the 1920s when the UK brand Lux Soaps, they wanted to, like, get international recognition. So they were, like, the first people to really harness star power and, like, use Hollywood celebrities as marketing tactics. Yeah. It's funny because it's soap. 
And so they got Marilyn Monroe, Natalie Wood, Mae West, and just a whole lot of other famous celebrities to like talk about how they use like soap and how it gives them smooth skin. Basically, the olden day influencer, like you know, they they were selling it, selling a dream. I'm sure they didn't even use it. And then we come to the age of like celebrity brand ambassadors, like you know, like people being the face of CoverGirl or like Revlon or whatever. And 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 then we come to people making their own signature scents, mm. which used to be like the fucking you're a celebrity if you've got a yeah, scent. Oh, fuck yeah, it was like the the bar. It was the thing. Yeah. So the first people that I recognised when I was doing this research was. Um, Shea and Elizabeth Taylor, who both debuted their signature scents in 1987. I've actually read a lot of people saying that, like, Elizabeth Taylor's first perfume wasn't a success, but it still made, like, I think, like, $100 million or something. So, oh, my God. Like, that's not a success. Not a flop. Yeah, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So, basically, Elizabeth Taylor is, like, the face of the celebrity perfume. Mm-hmm. She got into the fragrance business, like, at a top-secret press conference in 1987. It was hosted by Malcolm Forbes, who is, like, the famous publisher of Forbes Business Magazine. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And so, like, basically, they held this press, press conference. No one knew what they were going to announce. Like, they didn't know if she was going to get married again or, like, if she was moving to France or, like, you know, like, moving away. I don't know. But but then it was just that she was it's like, making, she's just <laughs> making, making a, a perfume. perfume. You can smell like Elizabeth Taylor. Literally selling mm. the dream. So... So apparently, like, that's where that really begun. But in 1991, when she made White Diamonds, her second perfume, that was the one that had, like, this wild success. So this perfume is said to have generated 1.5 billion US dollars. And what, one perfume alone? Like, one brand of perfume? Not one bottle, but... Yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, one line. And it's still like a bestseller. At one point, four bottles were sold every minute, and a bottle was sold every fifteen seconds. Fucking hell! It just shows what people want. And because like there wasn't that many celebrities or influencers. Well, this is the thing they had a monopoly, didn't they? I know. So so people wanted to smell like Elizabeth Taylor. They wanted to be Elizabeth Taylor. Mm. They wanted to feel glamorous and like fair enough. Especially back then when it was like women were still at this like place of society where it was the little things that really were like. Get me out of the house. Get me this fucking nice perfume. Like, I want to feel great. Okay, like, yeah, everyone deserves to feel glamour. Yeah, you know, exactly. And so Elizabeth Taylor then went on this journey of being the face of the celebrity fragrance. And then came, well, I mean, there was a lot in between, but then came like J-Lo, who in 2002 really, like, she was, like, the next sort of big sort of celebrity doing it. She raked in $300 million in two years. It's actually ludicrous, isn't it? It's ludicrous and lucrative. Like, she... Honestly, she inspired and she inspired actually like fragrances coming from every other fucking celebrity because she was like, you know, this modern celebrity. Just it, it was like Elizabeth Taylor, yeah, you can do it because you're like the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Then JLo comes and does it, and all these others. It was like a different tier, wasn't it? Yes. It was, yeah, when yeah, can come and do sort it. Sort of different. We've got our A list, we've got our B list now, yeah. we've got our C list. They're all coming in. They're all coming in. Mm-hmm. And, and she, we're going to get in a second, like, to all the other celebrities at bandwagon because it's actually crazy. But interestingly, as social media rose up, like, the celebrity perfume declined. And it's because, like, people no longer needed to buy a perfume yes. to, like, 
feel like they could be the celebrities. I think in part because these celebrities or influencers were peddling off every other day, hashtag ad. So if you wanted to feel like the celebrity and you saw, I don't know, Kim Kardashian doing a waist trainer or a skinny tee, you could be like, oh, I'm going to buy that to feel like the celebrity. I don't, it, like, they're not using that. Sorry, Kim Kardashian's not getting her figure from skinny tee. It's called surgery. Absolutely. And, and like that, I think has changed the game a little bit. You no yeah. longer... We've got so much more intimacy with the people that we, you know, look up to or yes. our so-called role models. Yeah. But, yeah. Also the fact that, like, there used to be, like we said, like, more barriers to entry to mm-hmm. being famous and then releasing a perfume so, like, everyone wanted it because there weren't that many famous people. Yeah. But now there's no, like, social media has meant that, like, Every man and his dog, essentially, whether it's micro or huge, has some sort of, like, celebrity or yeah. has some sort of fame. The sheen of celebrity has somewhat been diminished yes. because, yeah, we – it's much more democratic now, isn't it? Exactly. So I just – I found that quite interesting. That, like, And I saw quite a few people writing about how as social media has gone up, the need for cele- celebrity I Yeah, I read all about that as well. It's super interesting. So now I'm just going to sort of – I'm going to do this as quick as possible, get through a bunch of the celebrity beauty brands that we've seen. Yeah, Some oh, this of them, is going to be like a walk down memory lane, I isn't know. it? So we've got Edison Ray and, – and this is in alphabetical order, by the way. Oh, we've got Edison Ray with – Item Beauty. Addison Ray, obviously being the TikTok star, she created Item Beauty with her makeup artist mother. Now, that's interesting because, like, at least her mum was a makeup artist, so it looked like she had a reason. You see so many fucking people saying beauty brands for no reason. Still, I don't know who buys this, but I think... This is what I'm always wondering. Like, how are they staying afloat? But then I guess it's just that fan base, isn't it? Exactly. Stan base. Stan base. (laughs) We also have Alicia Keys with Keys Soul Care. Now, this was interesting because Alicia was known for her no-makeup look. So then she created Keys Soul Care, which is a skincare line. It's just like these people are just finding every which way to make their personality into a brand, something they stand for. So interesting for me with Alicia Keys because, yeah, she is, she's made a a point not to wear makeup because it's all about, you know, being beautiful and you're fucking beautiful in your own skin. And it's like, I just feel like skincare is another way to I don't know. To, yeah, to I'm make just, I'm, yeah cynical well to about make some shit. money at the very yeah. at the very least, isn't it? And to you know help like, us feel a little bit more insecure or flattered. Yeah, exactly. Like oh yeah, like don't wear makeup, but buy this a hundred dollar cream because, because otherwise you can't your collagen wrinkles. levels. No, no, God no, no. Britney Spears had a she had us in a chokehold with her fucking fragrances. Oh she my had thirty three. 33. Yeah, 33. Wild. So she had Circus, which I can picture the bottle in my Blue? head. Yeah. Yeah. With like little studs all yeah, over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Dimentis or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And that was just like an immediate hit. On Amazon, it has close to a thousand five-star reviews and it was even described by the New York Times perfume critic, which like... Since Does when? that job still exist? Yeah. <laughs> Who described it as an excellent technical work, as if Chanel Number no. Five were a Jolly Rancher flavor. Those two things seem to compete with each mm. other. Excellent critical work, and then Jolly Rancher flavor. I know all of these ones were so like sickly sweet, oh, weren't they? No. Yeah. So actually, kind of a really apt um, description. Yeah. Then we have DJ Khaled, who has a beauty brand called Bless Well. He created Blesswell, a CBD-infused men's groove, oh, gro- of course, grooming yeah. line that features products like beard oil and moisturizer. Each has 300 milligrams of hemp and a minty fresh scent and comes with a three-part meditation voiced by DJ Khaled. 
I don't know about that. I paid Drake, good money for that. Drake has Better World Fragrance House. Um, he created this, which is a line of scented candles. Oh, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Right. Also unique. The Dolan Twins again with the scents. It's like all all boys. They know they can make money through a beauty brand but aren't brave enough to go into anything remotely. Not all boys. That was a big generalisation. But, like, these three in particular have, like, created um, scented candles or, like, something that still gives a bit of a masculine Still relatively ear. masculine, yes. Yeah. They don't want to call it a beauty brand. They yeah. <laughs> so the Dolan Twins did candles and bath bombs and scented things. Good on them. Very Drew good. Barrymore, she did Flower Beauty, which is just, like, quite a quite an affordable beauty line. Ellen DeGeneres just in October launched an age-positive skincare brand called Kind Science. Like, how many angles are we going to find? There's a lot of angles. And, like, what is so funny is I feel like we were pretty fucked by the 90s in terms of, like, you know, body image and everything and the way that beauty brands were advertised. And then there was this huge opening for inclusivity and branding and whatever. But, like, now it's like, okay, we've we've almost... We've, we've almost, done it. We've like, almost, like, there's not like, many more, there's not many more realms we can take, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, it's all great. We love diversity. We love inclusivity. But it's like, you know, people are just... You know, if you're 50, you can actually still use a normal moisturiser. Yeah. There doesn't need to be a whole, like, um, Ellen DeGeneres in yeah. particular. Maybe we should change the marketing of original. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. It's really funny. Um, Emma Chamberlain, she's a bit different. She is the <laughs> she's creative... She's different, but unique, but quirky. <laughs> she's a bit unique. She's the creative director and brand brand ambassador so it's not her company but mm-hmm. on bad habit skincare essentially it's just it's just a very gen z um skincare made with like matcha and lots of like i don't know words that i don't know but are probably good for your skin i'm not entirely sure love that gwyneth paltrow obviously does goop now goop is named goop because she had been advised that brands with double o's perform better and she wanted to use her initials in it so GP at the end of a couple double O's. Double O's, and here we go, goop. And uh, Courtney Kardashian must have read the same memo because she did poosh. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. So now, like you said earlier, we couldn't do a beauty section without incorporating goop, Liv. No. Gwyneth Paltrow also thinks she invented yoga, and she also wants us to stick jade eggs up our vagina. She is also known to sell candles that smell like a vagina, whatever yeah, that smells Yeah, actually, like. you, yeah, I'd, I'd love to... Smell it. Yeah. I'd love to give it a whiff. She also <laughs> thinks we should steam our vaginas. So it's like, well, right. then is the candle scented after it's been steamed? Because I'm assuming that takes away the scent. And, like, are we just smelling ear vapour? Well, like, you would think so. Well, who knows? Goop also plugs a vampire repellent spray, which oh, promises honestly, to I... banish bad vibes <laughs> and shield your aura from the people who emanate them. So you just spray well, it. So the vampires of your life, not actual vampires, just oh. more like... As a metaphor. She also sells a £10,000 24-karat gold dildo. Oh. Pete Davidson dildo who? And then the last thing, well, definitely not the last thing she sells. The last thing I'm going to mention is that she has this thing called sex dust that she swears by, like, putting it in her morning smoothie. God, sex she dust. just must be so horny all the time. Well, well yeah, after the sex dust. Yeah. She just must be a little bit, like, delusional, yeah. I would say. I would say so too. Have never watched what 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 is the TV show? I don't know. I think it's about goop. <laughs> it's probably just called goop. It's probably about goop. But again, I think there's better ways for us to spend our time. And but then here we are doing a podcast about it. So who knows? We should probably go and watch goop. Yeah. Maybe we've just misunderstood her completely. Anyway, Haley Williams has a 
hair dye, a semi-permanent hair dye brand because, you know. Well, that's quite on brand yeah. for her. But that's yeah. the thing. Everyone's finding their angles, right? <laughs> She's, it's called Good Dye Young, dye spelt D-Y-E. Oh, right. So, yeah, it's quite clever. Oh, Funny. Um, Halsey has about face beauty, which is just a makeup line with a lot of makeup in it. Issa Rae has Sienna Naturals, which is um, a brand for hair care, for like textured hair care, which again is actually great. See, like some of the shit we do really need. And like, I don't want to be, obviously, this whole body positivity movement and everything is not done in any way, shape or form. So obviously we do need this sort of approach to brands, but like, you know, that is... It's when it's always coming from a celebrity that has potentially not used this product to look how they look and used other means like a personal trainer every day or like surgery or something and it's like, well, who are you to be selling me a product? Exactly. Like, could we just keep the space open for people in that industry yeah. or local people, you know, yeah. creating their own products or whatever and, and celebrities, know. it's just like that classic, like, it is. they have all the money. It's but just they like already money. have so much fucking money. I how know. much more money do they need? We then have Jennifer Aniston who created her own hair care line um, in early September. This is called Lola V or Lola V I think it's Lola V and this is um, named after her nickname that's her nickname apparently Lola is Um, it's really interesting that she's done a haircare line I mean she did inspire a whole lot of people to have the Rachel haircuts absolutely And, and her hair has always stayed the same yeah then we have JLo Beauty that so aside from her perfumes yeah she in 2020 also launched a beauty brand. I I can't believe how many beauty brands there are. And I'm only up to J in the alphabet. Jesus. I actually feel like I know J-Lo more for her, like, commercial brands than Same. her as an actual celebrity. Same. Me too. Like, Jenny from we the we learned the other day that her mum um, won the lottery twice. Yeah. Which is really unique. It's a soft topic. Anyway, she made her beauty brand because the secret to her skin, everyone always asked her, and it was olive oil. Okay, love, this one's wild. Jessica Simpson, almost 20 years ago, had an edible cosmetics line called Dessert Beauty or Desert. Is Desert is Dessert with two S's? Yeah, Dessert Beauty <laughs> sold at Sephora. It consisted of body mists, lip glosses, bubble bath shampoos, whipped body creams with sprinkles included, perfumes, body wash and blush that were all edible and all had names like one of the names was deliciously kissable belly button love potion fragrance that's one name branded with the sexy girls want to taste that is a graphic designer's nightmare that name yeah Yeah. that is like a consumer's nightmare that's a horrible name jessica simpson and her husband at the time promoted dessert beauty by licking themselves and each other like everywhere her husband nick Lockie, said they were very central products one they were marketed to young kids yeah, Two, see, this is... beauty brands also shouldn't be edible. Um, and he was fortunate enough to be able to taste test. That's what he said. The reviews were not not good, not sexy. One customer got a yeast infection from using the butterscotch toffee body wash. Another user um, allegedly said that she used the deliciously kissable belly button love potion fragrance and was followed everywhere she went by bees. 
Oh, my God. In an episode of the reality TV show at the time called Newlyweds, Jessica Simpson can be seen taste testing the dessert products for the first time while on the set of the photo shoot. After hours of posing with the cupcake-flavoured lip glosses and ingesting the product, she falls ill and the rest of the shoot is cancelled. They did say that it was the 24-hour flu, but I'm not entirely sure. And then after a bunch of lawsuits, um, the line was discontinued. Because well, you shouldn't be so. eating your bubble bath. God, no. No, keep them separate. Keep them separate. Like, yeah. Then we have Kim Kardashian West, KKW Beauty, KKW Fragrance. Yeah. We also have Kylie Jenner, who obviously has Kylie Cosmetics and Kylie Skin. Kendall Jenner has an oral Kia line. Like, she has a tooth Kia oh, line. Remember when... Um, Kendall Jenner tried to be the face of proactive yeah. and just did and not go And she was well meant to announce this big secret that she's had and everyone thought that she was going to come out as bisexual. Yeah. Been. And then she was like, I have acne. And honestly, I've never felt Terrible more Terrible PR, yeah. Terrible. Who let her tease that? We then have Kardashian Beauty, first known as Chroma, launched in 2012. Apparently it really sucked and then it went bust. They also had self-tanning. Then we have Lady Gaga, who has house laboratories. And in mm. her promotion for this, said the last thing the world needs is another beauty brand. But that's too bad. And then she released a beauty brand. We then have Mariah Carey. And this is from The Cut, they said. Yeah. Mariah Carey has five Grammys, which she calls cute. But she also has 14 fragrances. And 99% of them feature butterflies. So that's a lot, 14 fragrances. Yeah, it's a lot, Mariah. I Mariah. mean, yeah, fair enough. I feel like with um, Lady Gaga, you know, self-expression is on huge. Brand. So on brand. And that is, that's pretty much the only side of makeup that I like. I mean, I just, yeah, feel like, you know, tapping into all of that insecurities, but I feel like with people like Lady Gaga and Harry Styles and people that aren't trying to cover themselves, they're trying to, like, enhance their creativity. Yeah, I love makeup. Like I, yeah. And I think whatever makes you feel best, fucking yeah, do no, it. Like, I've got no qualms totally. with makeup. I wear it. No, totally. I think it's just, like, more in terms of branding, just, like, it's, like a lot of it's really amazing and great, but, like, you know, you can use it for manipulation, a lot of oh, these products yeah. are like the exact same thing and they're just marketed in a totally, totally different way. Yeah, Lady I would, Gaga, yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's something with integrity. Because like, she's been so brave mm-hmm. about being herself and mm-hmm. makeup's been a huge part of that for her. So Absolutely. And yeah, she I like that from her. Mm. What I don't like is First Lady Melania Trump, who attempted a skincare line publicised as Caviar Complex or Caviar Complex. Don't know what time I should be saying that in. Um, apparently, it actually had caviar imported from the south of France in it, and it went oh bust. Oh my lord! So, I mean, it's well, boring. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The, we um, then have Millie Bobby Brown, which is an interesting one because she's very young. Um, she did Florence by Mills. Now she was fifteen when she released this line, and. Like, it was under the promise that it would be good for Gen Z's skin. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's interesting. It's very young already, but um, do what you want, Millie Bobby Brown. Except, like, when she was first releasing the products, she was doing, like, a, a show of how to use them. And she was phantom washing her face and phantom using the, like, not actually doing it. And then she, like, got it. majorly called out, eh? Yeah. And it's like, well, like fuck she's 15 but also like she would have people wrapped around her that would probably tell her like when you're going to promote it maybe use it yeah absolutely i I just don't see how that could ever happen neither we have naomi osaka who started kinlo which is a skincare line 
Um, it started in 2021. She told the business of fashion that it was a public health need because she used to p- tell people that she didn't need to wear sunscreen. But even if you have melanin, you need to take care of your skin. And I'm passionate about that. Now, it makes sense if she's on the tennis court all the oh, time. Absolutely. Like having something that works for you and doesn't. You know when you have sunscreen on, it drips all down your yes. face? I'm assuming this would have been tested. Yeah, I feel like, like any promotion of sunscreen is just, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, go, go. Wear your sunscreen. Yeah. Pharrell Williams has human race because everyone spent years asking Pharrell Williams to drop his skincare routine because you know how he hasn't aged just ever. So he's created Human Race, which is a clean, vegan, fragrance-free, all-genders line. And the brand has been created um, with his longtime dermatologist. Then we have Rihanna's Fenty Beauty and Fenty Skin. Now, this launched in 2017, which actually I didn't realize it was that long ago. And its foundation range, at when it was launched, had 40 shades, and now it has 50, which was just like... Kind of groundbreaking, shouldn't have been, shouldn't have been groundbreaking, but but was. It was, and it just had the, like, correct undertones for black and brown skin, like it was made with, like, real integrity and with its end user in mind. Other brands did um, take on board this and sort of follow and release more foundation shades and things like that, so, like, integrity. Yeah, and this is where these brands have huge power with, you know, changing what every other brand is doing to keep mm. up with, you know, mm-hmm. and what that's is great. now needed. Absolutely. That's I, when we fucking love it. Yeah. yeah. I think Selena Gomez's Rare Beauty did sort of a similar thing, like had a, a real range of products. Selena Gomez has had a lot of health issues and mental health issues, mm. so I think her whole branding was like this shouldn't make you feel bad about yourself. It's just very, like... It is what it is. It's not going to change how you look, but it's like... It's there for you if you there. need it. Yeah. We also have Travis Barker with Barker Wellness Co. Now, drummer Travis Barker and fiancé of Kourtney Kardashian, who we spoke about in our episode two weeks ago about Return of the Cringe <laughs> Couple. You should go and listen to that. He's launched his own CBD wellness brand. Um, he went on Joe Rogan's podcast, who... Joe Rogan... We don't really love, but he follows Siska, so good on you, Joe, for keeping up with the left. Anyway, um, (laughs) Travis Barker told him that CBD has helped him with his sleep anxiety and the chronic pain experiences that he felt after the plane crash that he was in, which Mm. we spoke about on our last podcast. So he said he started trying lots of different CBD products in his own daily routine, saw their benefits, and then released Barker Wellness Co. So that's actually quite an interesting backstory to that. And if it helped him, like, I guess you could see this as him trying to help other people through something that worked for him. Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, we have Vanessa Hudgens and Madison Beer, who I didn't even realise released something together. Oh, they, what, released, they teamed up. Yeah, oh. released No Beauty, which, again, 2021. My final sort of thoughts on all of these beauty brands is, like, when – we've talked about this. Like, when you're buying a celebrity's beauty brand, you're buying into a way that they look, like – and they're selling it to you as if they look this way because they've used these products, but it's like they've had dermatologists since they were in the limelight and, you know, so much so much else. Like, Absolutely. it's like not a fair test. There's so many variables. Exactly. And, like, when um, I was researching this and kind of seeing the relationship between celebrities and the beauty industry, it's like they don't necessarily have a whole lot of input into these brands. Mm. So... It's not like they're like, oh, yeah, over the years I've tried and tested this and this really works for me. Like it's more a lot of the time these kind of incubator companies coming to them and being like, hey, we've got this, want to do this, this will be, 
mutually beneficial financially and it's like very much yeah. so very much so and i and i think like and you're about to go into this like mm. if you you already don't need more money from your fans the least you can do is like respect them enough that like you know they're going to spend their money yeah make them something good that's going to feel good like Kylie yeah. Swim we've all seen how that went that's not a beauty brand but that's an, an example of like this weird money grab that went wrong. just like wasn't right so do you want to talk to us a bit about the money side of things yeah so like there's quite a lot of different ways which I didn't actually realize that celebrities can be involved in beauty brands like they don't necessarily have to own them I think a lot of the time we see someone's face and we're like oh yeah their brand this but like that's not the case um so traditionally celebrities would be paid to be the face of a brand Mm. and promote them um but it wasn't their brand so this is what we all sort of grew up with um, anyone in their 20s now or older. Like, you know, we grew up with going into your, you know, local chemist or whatever and then seeing so-and-so's face on Dior or, like, whatever it is. Brand ambassadors. Brand ambassadors. So it's just, like, literally it's just a gig, right? They've been paid to fucking promote it. They probably don't even really use it. They probably get some free shit. That's pretty much it. And then there are celebrities that have a collection within a brand. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know that um, Victoria Beckham did this quite a lot. You Mm -hmm. know, you'd you'd have a line or... Or like James Charles with Morphe. Yes, yeah, 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 stuff like that. So you'd you'd probably... Lots of YouTubers. So it would be like, here's your collection. You may have a lot to do with the creative process. You may not. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there are also a lot of traditional licensing deals. So these are really common within the fragrance department. So, for example, Revlon owns Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Elizabeth Taylor, and Jennifer Aniston's scents. And um, so the contract here with the celebrity is that they do a certain amount of promotion for the product. They may have creative input or they may not at all. So, like, we don't even know with Britney Spears's, you know, however many perfumes she's got. And that's interesting because with Britney Spears in particular... Mm. Because she was under the conservatorship for so right. long and her dad was really just out there to make as much money as possible. Like, actually, we have no way of knowing if she literally was just there to promote Well, this, this. is the thing, and this is actually kind of sad for celebrities that don't have much autonomy over their own careers because they're being controlled by someone else. Mm. I mean, like, you know, this obviously was a, a horrific case with Britney, but it does happen with other celebrities, oh, yeah. especially the young ones. It's like, you know, they're just used as a puppet. That, like, that's why the um, Kardashian chroma... Um, their first like 2012 brand fell over because they weren't someone else bought it I think like took over and the Kardashians weren't promoting it enough right and it was like because it was a licensing deal like you're just explaining exactly um that's interesting I didn't understand what they really meant so I didn't put it in but now that you've explained it I'm like that's why it fell apart because they didn't want to promote it exactly yeah for sure and so it's not actually their company it's then licensed them Mm. for a bit then what has become really common at the moment uh, beauty brand incubators for example this is Rihanna's Fenty Beauty mm-hmm. is incubated by a company called Kendo which is actually um, owned by the luxury conglomerate LVMH who owns brands such as Sephora and um, Christian Dior yeah it's the Louis yeah, Vuitton Louis Vuitton it's the one that owns the, oh, the wine companies as well like, yeah they're fucking huge yeah. like insanely big we also have no clue like how much stake rihanna has mm. in her company mm-hmm. you know like yeah she's the face yeah obviously her company is doing amazing things but we don't actually really know her creative yeah. input and then a company called seed beauty that is also behind both kylie and kim's brands but in this instance for kylie she she always owned 100% of her brand yeah. until she sold majority of the shareholding to a beauty giant called Coty. Mm. and then there are like 
celebrity-owned brands such as Lady Gaga's, you know, beauty yeah. company, um, Jessica Alba's Honest Company. So there's a whole, like, tier sort of hierarchy yeah. system of this sort of whole celebrity industry. A lot of people just in it for money grabs, a lot of people because they actually care about the ethos behind the brand. Um, but, yeah, it kind of got me thinking about why a celebrity is so obsessed with beauty brands. And I think it's just because we make it too easy for them. Like we are so obsessed with celebrities that, you know, we've always, especially back in the day, wanted to be them, wanted to look like them, wanted to smell like them. Like we want to use the same face moisturizer as them. Like we've just had this obsession with being like the people we see on screen. Mm. And because we're sold this idea that, you know, if we do all of these things, we'll be happy and successful and yeah beautiful and whatever and um even right back to elizabeth taylor's yeah. days like people just wanted to smell like her because they looked up to her because it was like well we were given a few things to look up to most of them were just beautiful people absolutely we had nowhere else to look like, and like this was back when we weren't seeing this like wonderful array of just everyone everyone being allowed the limelight exactly it was very particular people very particular and like that's not our fault that's all we had yeah exactly and then also like there's been um a lot of you know mistrust now or people don't have nearly as much trust in big corporations as they used to so bringing it back to a celebrity is a way that these big corporations can then sort of still profit because it's like oh but you trust that individual but really they're you know tied to this big company Mm -hmm. behind them right especially with like Emma Chamberlain, like I don't know the mm. ins and outs of Bad Habit, but I just know how wonderful and authentic she is as a creator, and like people will take that trust and that love for her and completely overlook everything else. Exactly, this is the thing, and like that can be quite dangerous, right? Because mm. if we don't think critically about it, just it's like, like not our fault. It's like no, fucking, why do we have to think critically about every single thing? Because y'all are always trying to dupe us. But then also with the state of the internet at the moment, I'm also thinking like on the other hand, you know, these people they pretty much have to do fucking no wrong to have these such loyal fan base mm. in this day and age, right? Like mm. because of how easily people can sort of turn on them, um, and a lot of the time, rightly so, sometimes not. But mm. um, you know, like they have earned that trust and loyalty, and so why? It's almost like why should they not be able to utilize that? Yeah, and I, I and they should be as long yeah. as they're doing it with integrity. With integrity, because you'd just like to think if they did have such a loyal fan base, and hopefully they'd be a really good person, and hopefully they wouldn't take advantage of their fan base because they haven't. That's you know, the in thing. The past. Like you can only hope. I mean, there's a handful of the ones I read out that you can be like. Okay, that is actually someone that gives a shit about the people that are spending their fucking hard-earned cash on your shit, trusting you. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, obviously you don't want to give it to a faceless corporation. You want to give it to someone that can kind of be held accountable for it. It's personal and and you want to support that person as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because you love them or whatever. Um, But yeah, and so it's just like... It's it's interesting in terms of that hierarchy of, you know, who are we actually giving our money to? Yeah, it says that this person's face is assigned to this brand, but that doesn't mean but we shit. Don't know, do yeah, we? Exactly. We do not know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it actually is so interesting. Like, why beauty brands? I mean, it makes sense because they're often famous for their faces. But it's like, yeah. the fact that beauty brands is the things that all these people do, even TikTokers and stuff, like, I know. it's so not within their realm. You could be a dancer and right. starting a makeup. Up line. Like, because I guess everyone's got a face. Yeah. And like majority of famous people like 
a prerequisite prerequisite is for them to be beautiful beautiful and like hopefully our beauty standards will continue to change so that they're much more inclusive and like anyone can because everyone is fucking beautiful like you know we're not just prescribed to this stupid like if you think about it what we were prescribed to growing up was ludicrous i like honestly i just think about the magazines and stuff in the magazines that we used to read and it's like how the fuck did my parents like let me read that for one? But it's not their fault. But like, it's not their fault. Like, but you know, it's drastic. Why was Dolly Magazine telling me telling to, us like how to lose, how to lose weight, weight at thirteen? <laughs> at thirteen years old, how to lose weight? Like that's nuts. That like and like you know, we are trying to create these brands to foster a much better environment yeah. for our kids. And, you know, that's amazing. But then we also can't be naive, as we said before, in the fact that these people are making a shitload of money. And because, um, you know, it's people rebuy products. So yes. beauty it has high margins, but also, you know, people rebuy and rebuy and rebuy. Yeah. It's not like a fucking record player that you'd buy yeah. once, right? So, so then you actually kind of want to make it good so that people do rebuy. Yeah, so that they do rebuy, but it just means that they can make dollar, a shit ton of money yeah. if they make it good. Exactly. Wow, Liv. Now... What's on your radar this week? <laughs> not to completely just not to just I'm just muted out. Like oh, I'm, just honest, I'm just feeling too beautiful it's now. Probably, that, <laughs> just feeling gorgeous in my own skin. I'm just feeling like so empowered by like all these celebrities <laughs> telling me I'm fine the way I am and not trying to sell me stuff. Honestly, like, wow. they should see how dewy we look at no, the moment. Oh my I mean, gosh, natural and glow. Honestly, I've got my ten thousand pound twenty four carat gold dildo <laughs> dildo to get home to. So she so is ready to go. Up, well, yeah, <laughs> you got your Pete Davidson one. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness okay well what is on my radar is it not particularly um i was gonna say not particularly interesting it is interesting oh my God, why would sorry you to, it's not particularly no, i mean in the fact that it's not new yes um right. so it's just on my radar yes. because i haven't listened to it yet and i really want to listen to it um i really want to listen to james blake's new album nice i think benny talked about it yes she's obsessed with james yeah, blake and also, you guys just... should go and listen to our interview with benny if you haven't Exactly, exactly. So it's called um, Friends That Break Your Heart and really beautiful cover art. Mm. It's just classy. Anyway, that's what I'm going to do. So, Luce, what's on your radar this week? I only have one thing on my radar this week, and I actually sent it to you. It's Mindy Kaling's new TV show called The Sex Lives of College Girls. Now, the reason I sent this to Liv was because... I saw a review that said it was a like a mix of Sex in the City, which is Liv's favourite show, and Pen15, which is my favourite show, both of which are on Neon, so you should go and watch. And this show is also coming to Neon on December 15th. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, I know. Just looked it up okay. today. So I'm fucking excited. Sex Life of College Girls. It's also got Timothy Chalamet's sister in it. It's oh just going to be really good, I think, but I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. So, actually, it's just on my radar. It's not a recommendation. Don't hold me to that. Now, we do have to, as always, say a big thank you to T.I. Head Butler, who's our wonderful producer and sits here listening to us banging on about beauty products and Taylor Swift and Yay and Scooter Braun and all the good shit that we talk about. We also have to say thank you to Neon because they make this shit happen and I still can't believe that it does happen. I need to say thank you to Liv for sitting here and, like, running Always. it out with me. Always. Always. And please, please, please tell us and show us how you're listening. Send us photos. Tag us in your stories. Send me an email on the other end of the newsletter. Liv, you got anything else to say to the people? Honestly, not a lot. But I just hope that your black eye clears up soon because oh, it looks really fucking sore. I am a black eyed pee. <laughs> Love you, everyone. Cheers. Talk to you next week. Bye. I forgot about my black eye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.